Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go there today, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, have we forgotten about an old now back to a top 100 player in Mr. Patrick, in Mr. Patrick Beverly? Have we forgotten about this man? Pat Bev. Wow. Starting the show off with Pat Bev is not, not where I thought this show would go. Um, But so have I forgot about Pat Bev? Yeah, I forgot about Pat Bev. I will. I want to give Pat Bev some props uh, because he did do the Chris Paul where he ran in front of a big and stopped and fell down. They called him an offensive foul on him. And he was like, Oh yeah, you know, you're right. That was a foul on me. Like he, he took it like him. He took his punishment like a man. unlike Harden. Unlike all these guys who are complaining bullshit about their hooking guys, arms and getting offensive fouls card and be like, why what's happening? Pepe was like, yeah, you know what? I was bullshitting around. I did that offensive foul. You're right. 13% of leagues, Pat, Pat Bev's owned. That's it. It's not a lot. What's he doing out there? I don't. I don't think he's owned hardly in any of the leagues I'm in. Um, he's, he's currently the 85th ranked player by #basketball.com. Yeah, currently the 85th ranked player. Here, here's what's really hard to sustain. He's been, he's got about eight points a game. Really hard to deal with eight points a game, but four rebounds, five assists, and almost a steal, almost a block. That's not that bad. The rest of the league is like having this weird shooting slump. And Pat Bev is shooting 50%. What's going on here? Well, I don't know. He's making all his two-pointers, which that's not something we normally see from Pat Bev. Nope. But he's a good three-point shooter. Like, he's a – Yeah. I mean, for the last – since 2015, he has shot 39.4% from the three-point line over the last two, four, six – well, this is okay. the seventh straight year. So he's good, man. He's good at that. He's not going to score you about- 25 minutes right but on a healthy on a healthy minnesota team here's the other thing too minnesota needs a defender they need to win and we we discussed this (laughs) we discussed this with the davion mitchell thing right like they need a defender in the backcourt and they don't have one other than pat bev so pat bev is going to play and do stuff because they need a pat bev yeah they're going to put him out there he's going to play 24 28 minutes a game because they, they need they need him to play. They need like Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt to kind of like be guys who will be stoppers, right? Man, they just can't defend anybody, huh? Well, when half your team doesn't care to try to defend someone, it's hard to defend someone, Mike. That's how that works. I've um, I've, I've experienced that phenomenon. I remember um, I used to be the Bulls used to be bad. Remember that, Tyler? I can barely remember that. Oh, I thought you were going to take us back to like your sixth grade basketball days. Well, back on my sixth grade team. <laughs> no, no, no. I was so I was so short in grade school and middle school that there was just even then there it was just like there's no reason for you to be playing basketball. People would just block my shot all day. And I was oh not. God. I was not blessed with the athleticism desired. Good passer, 
very Rajon Rondo-esque game uh, back in the day. <laughs> We're going to have to get Michael out on the court and then see, see his game. We're going to have to get him in the YMCA league. Yeah. I played against some kids in China, and I really – I smoked them. I was I was way I better than. This is a joke or no, this, this is serious. This is a hundred percent. This is a hundred percent true story, Tyler. I played basketball against grade school kids in China, and I made them look like idiots. Like grade school kids. <laughs> I was nineteen, and um, they were they were young children. Except for one kid who was pretty tall, and we called him Yao Ming. And Yao Ming was um, popular at the time, so it was not really like an insult. And he was like he like really liked that we called him Yao Ming because like that obviously means we understand we were like watching basketball and they were definitely into it um and he was he was pretty good actually he wasn't that bad but he was like my height as like a fifth grader wherever we were um I have no I have no comment on any rest of those kids were garbage though Tyler I'm just I'm just letting you know so what you're saying is your basketball level is at like a seventh grade level you can beat up all the fifth grade seventh grade level in another country <laughs> that okay. it, where basketball is not their primary sport yes that is my that is probably my pick up pick up against uh kids who don't play uh would be where where my level is i've uh, you know pick up against uh yeah you know ki- pick up against like kids who uh sports are not their number one uh their number one uh goal in life all right all right fair Speaking of people in other countries, I don't know where is this going. Um, what's what's rule number one, Tyler? What's rule number one about basketball? Rule number one about basketball: put the ball in the hoop. I think no, that's not it. That's not rule number one. That's not rule number. One. Rule number one is you don't mess with Eastern Europeans. You don't. You just this don't is, do it. Is this in uh, Russell Westbrook's unwritten rule book where you don't dunk when you're ahead by? Yeah, you don't. You don't steal the ball and dunk it. I think you should steal the ball and dunk it all the time, even if the game's already over. Even if you're losing, like some kid did that against like Kansas, and I thought that was hilarious. Like that that kid's awesome. Like I think that's cool. You should definitely just keep playing and steal the ball, even if you're if you're winning or losing. Just like who gives a shit. Um, what you shouldn't do is like if you're up by like these teams that you see, like if you're up by 40 and they still have their starters in and it's like a high school game, like that's pretty fucked up. Like you're you're kind of a piece of shit coach, you have pieces of shit parents, like all around pieces of shit entitled fucks. If you're you know running the game 40, 50 points and you still have your starters in. Yeah, that's one thing in the NBA where all these guys are making millions of dollars. Another thing when the other team maybe can't fight back. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're just not skilled enough. They're not talented enough. They're not whatever enough. Like that's something fundamentally just wrong about that. I would say that's that's uh, unwritten rule number one is that don't be a piece of shit. Um, and then rule number two is if you fuck around, you're going to find out. And then rule number three is don't mess with Eastern Europeans. And number rule number two and rule number three was broken. Um, the other night, the Jokic, uh, Markeith Morris, a showdown where he fans are falling over each other online to, you know, uh, doing, uh, you know, saying Udonis Haslam would have fought every um, person in Denver, the entire country of Serbia. Uh, by himself and it's like it's really embarrassing what he fan like the seven heat fans there are out there it's just really embarrassing to see them uh you know creating this fan fiction online 
I'm just impressed that you're like tapped into Heat Twitter here. I'm in. All, I'm in all the Twitters. I'm in every fan base's Twitter. I'm hiding in the cur- in the in the curtains. Yeah, in the curtains. Right. <laughs> I'm hiding in the curtains. Uh, but what 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 is this doing for our uh, for the, the Miami Heat? We don't know what the suspensions are yet. Don't we? We're not sure. What's it doing for the Heat? Heat, not so much. But Denver. I was gonna say been, nothing really for the Heat. I mean, be how much? A game or two. How much is Markeith even really like playing? And obviously, like in fantasy, okay, maybe it's like a thirty-team league. Well, your own in Markeith, but like I mean, he's. Doesn't that make it so much worse? Like they're down seventeen points. It's like the guy at the end of their bench taking cheap shots into dudes into the MVP's ribs. Like, um, yeah. I mean, we we've we've maybe seen this before. I, yeah, I guess from, from. Yeah, he's I got a track record. I don't think we need to, to hash that too much. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like Jokic's probably going to get suspended a couple games. And it's at a real bad time for Denver, right, because Porter Jr. is out for weeks, they yeah. said, with that back injury. So, and, man, that that's scary. That You want to talk about something that's even more scary than Jokic being suspended for a couple games is Michael Malone saying, quote, Michael Porter Jr. is out for, quote, the foreseeable future with that's a back good. injury on a kid that's had a history of back injuries and surgeries. Which is why he fell so far in that draft. Yes. So like, people were like, I don't think like he tried to give that the, the information. The only true medical information apparently he gave out was to the Bulls. And the Bulls were like, no. And then it looked really bad that the Bulls didn't take him, right? Because the Bulls still sucked and, and Michael Porter looked good. But like, this is why, you, you know, you, you trust the doctors. It's just like, if this doesn't pan out. They got him at the right spot, right? If this doesn't pan out, it's like really not the worst thing in the world for Denver. But it's also the worst thing. It's pretty bad for Denver because they kind of need Michael Porter Jr. For Denver because he broke out and he looked good. But like if you miss on the 14th pick. No big deal. Yeah. Like it's not. Like people will go like, oh, you a first round pick. You're supposed to be good. Like who below him in that draft would you rather have than him right now? Even if he's out for the rest of the season with an injury, like look at it, look at the rest of the first round. Like, guys, even playing a little bit, you got like Dante DiVincenzo, you got Lonnie Walker, Kevin Herter, like Anthony Simons is okay, Robert Williams, pretty good. Like, I think this is gonna be like Will Barton time. <laughs> I think Jermichael Green's gonna have to play because like they don't have a center, but like this is Will Barton, this is Will Barton time. This is when Will Barton gets wet. The question, and I guess this is maybe a, a bigger picture question that doesn't really have anything to do with fantasy, but like if Porter Jr. misses a lot of time, how good are the Nuggets? That's a good question because, you know, what, what is their record right now, Tyler? Six and four. Mm, that's, that's I mean, four. Jokic, here's the thing, like Jokic just, I mean, not single-handedly because like the, the rest of the team played pretty well, right? But like, they just beat the Heat, and the Heat are good. And they're four and one at home. And Jokic has been playing out of his mind. I mean, Jokic is averaging yeah thirteen point six rebounds, five point seven assists, one point six steals, a block, twenty five points, shooting sixty percent from the field, forty from three, and seventy nine point two percent from the foul line. That's like, stupid. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Um, they have a pretty tough stretch coming up here too. They play the Pacers, Hawks. Blazers, Mavs, Sixers, Bulls, Suns, Blazers, Bucks, Heat. Yeah. 
over the next however many games that okay. is. That's not a that's not an easy schedule. So I would argue there's no layup in there, man. Like the worst team you're playing in that group is the Pacers. Who are not bad. And Portland, okay, you play Portland twice. Like they're they're not off to a strong start, but most people think they're gonna be a playoff team. So you basically are playing all maybe all playoff teams if the Bulls are making it. You're playing all playoff teams. Hey, 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 watch it. Bulls are definitely making the playoffs, Tyler. You heard it here first. And so, I don't know, man. I'm a little worried about the Nuggets. I'm a little worried about Michael Porter Jr. I'm a little worried about Here's, I mean, I'm not worried about Jokic. Like, even if he gets suspended, what's it going to be? Two games? Maybe yeah, five games? Suspend him like, two games. Suspend Marquise Morris one game. Move on with your fucking lives, everybody. Like, that's, that's enough. Like, nobody cares. Um, this is not that big of a deal. I don't know why everybody's like got their handkerchief and is feeling feeling uh, well, faint on their on their uh, on their uh, lounging couch around their parlor. Like, what the fuck's going on around on, on Twitter? Here's why it's a big deal: is we don't really get to see that that much in the NBA. Not these days. Like no. that's what I mean. Like in the '90s, like that was a thing, man. Right? Like, oh yeah, Brad Miller almost lost his life to Shaq. Well, yeah, and I mean, we we saw the the Pistons, you know, the bad boy Pistons back in the day, like Bill and Beers fighting dudes. And oh yeah, Michael Jordan would get hit like that going to the rim every yeah. game. And so it's just a different game. So I think like it's something you don't see. So people get get amped about it, and they're like, you know, what was that? This is this. This is that. And uh, you know, bad, I don't know right, if I'm wrong and different. I guess too worried about the Nuggets, right? Because this is the fall off, right? There's a lot of good teams in the West, but Portland, Kings, OKC, Minnesota, Spurs, Rockets, Pelicans. They're currently out, outside looking in. In the West, really, like Denver could be in the play-in game, certainly, but uh, give me Denver in the play-in game every, every time. I don't know, man. If it's Denver against the Clippers with a healthy Kawhi, but then they have their second. They have a second chance, right? Yeah, if it's a, if that's a seven eight game, sure. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I would not be wanting to put myself up in the absolute back against the wall game against any team because you know how weird weird crap can go down in any basketball. Game. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I think and it's going to be you know a little rough in Denver here, but here's you know, make thing. those pickups. Like you play some of those guys, stream some of those guys. Here's another thing. It could be like them against the Clippers and then them against Portland. Yeah, that'd be rough. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it'll be interesting. The whole thing's just interesting. You know, we got a lot of interesting teams right now. And I might, hope- I might see, uh, I might see what those odds are, Tyler. <laughs> you're, you're always, you're always looking to make a little bit of money. I like that about you, Michael. I like that about you. Yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta stay on the grind um, out there, uh, making those prop bets. Um, yeah, Tyler, I don't know. So I would say definitely stream. I, you would think Bones would maybe eventually one of these days get big get a minute. Bones, get a just, minute or two. But like, I, I'm not banking on that. I just think you go Morris, you go Barton. Um, maybe in a deeper league, you go Jermichael. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, there's just not a, just not a lot there. And it'll be interesting to see like, are they going to play like an eight-man rotation with Jokic suspended? Maybe Jeff Green shows up. Yeah, why? Where is Jeff Green? Oh, Jeff where, Green's been playing. He's been playing. A, he's been starting, man. What are you talking about? 
Well, maybe he plays more than 17 minutes a game just because he started. I mean, doing shit. Jeff Green just played 34 minutes last night. Well, that's the only time he played 34 minutes. Well, who plays 34 minutes anymore? Nobody. Nobody at all. He's averaging 18. Yeah, and he has some like weird like five-minute and nine-minute game in there. Like it's just a weird little yeah. He's I think they fun. might they might just go Jeff Green here now for the uh for the uh short term. So like pay attention to that this week. I think pay attention to that Denver. Obviously, Marquise, nobody gives a shit. Um yeah, I think that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, what else we got? What else we got stirring around? We got the Sixers, right? So um Tobias Harris is looking bad. It's not looking good. Tobias Harris apparently he's on COVID protocol. He's got COVID and he sounds, you know, like it's a serious bout of it. And now Embiid has it. Also sounds like a serious bout of it. Um, well, it's, it's so great. So Harris tested positive, which forced them all to test. Yes. Then Isaiah Joe, who's a guy I yeah. understand you probably have no idea who that even is, but he's a, a rookie on the Sixers. He yeah. tested positive, right? Okay. So this is Joe's fault. (laughs) It's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault here. Uh, We understand that these guys travel, blah, 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 all that, all that, all that jazz. Right. But like, uh, like the protocol is right. You got to like pass multiple tests and then you have to pass like a, like a lung protocol. Right. Or some sort of. So I am not sure if that's still in this year. Last year, that was definitely a thing you had to pass. If you tested positive. Now you could just quarantine. Like, obviously, like we all have been and, and we don't need to go over that. Right. If you were negative, but you were in close contact or whatever, you could just basically test negative enough, come back after a certain period of time. Um, now it's two consecutive consecutive days with a negative test okay. or 10 days. But okay. I'm not sure if you have to pass that conditioning part of it, which was a big part of it last year and held some guys out like for three, four weeks because they couldn't pass the conditioning part of the test. Which I feel like if you can't pass the conditioning protocol as a player, you shouldn't be playing. Like you should want to not play if you're uh, whatever that conditioning is, if you're not up to it, like the NBA game is going to be more strenuous. Oh, 100%. And I think that's why they put it in is they didn't want, they didn't want any real medical emergencies on the court. Well, we talked about uh, Korkmaz. We talked about... Well, and Seth Curry's out, too, with a foot injury. So that's what we're saying, too. Like, this is a... I mean, they're playing on Tuesday night. As we're recording this, they have played eight people in their rotation. Yeah, and they're playing the Bucs, who are also seriously injured um, for the most part. So here's what their bench consists of. Their bench consists of rookie Aaron Henry and rookie Jaden Springer beyond the eight players that they played. And they also played rookie Charles Bassey four minutes in this game. Very interesting. So if you're in a deep league, Charles Bassey with uh, two blocks in four minutes, that's that's very interesting, actually. Um, Drummond seems to be a must-own in this particular situation. Um, I think you should pick – everybody pick up Andre Drummond if you already haven't. Uh, as you, if, if Embiid is out, he should be on somebody's roster. Um, Tyrese Maxey is scoring a lot this evening i don't know if that's always going to be a thing but the guy the kid can the kid can really like blow by people get to the rim and if there's not any interior defense like he he blew he did this a lot with against the bulls as well you know he was he's just very quick off the off that first step so um definitely get maxi on a team if you already don't have him um cork and, and nang are kind of the two guys we talked about last time as as pickups 
Uh, Korkmaz getting more minutes here. So like, but Niang playing better, which is a little strange. So I don't, we, you got to pay attention to see where that goes. Uh, but then uh, somebody named Paul Reed started. A man what's you your, don't know. What's your take on this Paul Reed guy? Is he, uh, did they get him off the streets? Like what's like, is he like teaching in the Philadelphia area? No, he was. Did he second, win a contest of some sort? He was their second round pick in 2020. 50 okay. Overall. If you're a listener to the podcast, shout out Paul Reed. I'm sorry. Don't, uh, I don't want any beef. What if, what if Paul Reed was listening to this podcast? He's going to be pissed. That's why I apologized. Um, he played three years at DePaul in college and had a real spicy stat line his junior year. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. 15.1 points, 10.7 rebounds, 1.9 steals, and 2.6 blocks per game. On 51.6% from the field and 73.8% from the foul line. I kind of I kind of remember this guy. I, Paul, okay. I kind of remember that DePaul team being very good. Yes. But I don't remember who was on the DePaul team at all. Because I do oh, not Paul, do Mr. not care Paul about Reed was on um interesting guy for fantasy because he seems to get a lot of defensive stats. Um Obviously, there's a big question of how many minutes and how long the minutes will be there. I mean, he hasn't really played much up until the point where they've gotten their backs against the wall. Um, again, his stat line in the G League last season during the bubble was also very, very good. Average over 20 points, two steals, 1.8 blocks, and 11.9 rebounds a game. Um, it's a guy probably worth streaming in there, especially in like a 12, 14 team league. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if he's going to play, he's going to start, he's going to get these minutes, get him in there. And um, yeah, I mean, I, he, he could be kind of, he could be kind of decent. Uh, he's doing, I think, okay uh, tonight. So like, I think that's something to be uh, paying attention to. None of these guys long-term, in my opinion, are worth rostering in a standard league, but all of these I think are very essential to um, the way you stream. So, you know, a lot of people, maybe you're new, maybe you're not so new, but in some leagues, it's very easy. You just, you know, you sort by, if you're in a points league, you sort by points and then you see who's playing and then you pick that guy up and that's that, right? Like that's kind of boring. But um, I think more importantly is that when you're in a kind of like a, a little bit of a tighter league, maybe a little bit of bigger league, you're doing, you're playing proper cats, uh, the category league you want to find these like, you know, kind of diamonds where you're like, oh yeah, like Corkmoss is getting, got 22 minutes at halftime right now. So like, that's, that's really like important to know because he's probably going to be getting a lot of minutes throughout the week and maybe in the next week. And he could be like a, a like a, a kind of a consistent uh, guy to bring onto your team. So maybe you, you stream him onto your team, but you don't drop him after one game or two games if, if they're playing it back-to-back. Maybe this is somebody you keep on for a week because uh, he's going to get the playing time because Philly is uh, in need of someone to play minutes. All I'll say to that is, in the league of proper cats, who else is in there besides Carl Anthony Towns? The league of proper cats. Jokic. Oh, Okay. All right. He's a he's a cat, but the only true cat is Cat Daddy himself, Carl Anthony Towns. Fair, fair, fair. But Jokic gets all them cats, right? I know. I see what you're trying to do here, Tyler. <laughs> um, 
What about uh, are we done, are we done talking about these Sixers or did you do we want to talk? Well, about I think we had to talk about the the two important uh, su- the suspension and the injuries and the uh, the teams that are very depleted. So oh, we missed a, an important injury or potentially an important what? injury. I think. Shit, who is it? Um, Mr. Colin, Mr. Colin Sexton. Oh no, who tore his meniscus? Oh fuck, and. They're evaluating the options on this torn meniscus, but I don't like that. Uh, doesn't sound good, and could potentially be. Let's put it this way: he's gonna miss a significant amount of time. How much of that time? That's maybe yeah. yet to be seen. But whether it's, it's a lot a or the rest of the season, we'll find out. But uh, that's not great at all. Uh, I that's you know that's well, Ricky Rubio went off. I never seen Ricky Rubio play that well. Like outside of maybe like an international game when he had he had 37, 10, uh, three rebounds and a steal, eight three pointers. Didn't know he had it in him, but like Rubio's gonna get those minutes. Yes. So here's my question Do you trade for Ricky Rubio right now? Grand, you know you're buying high, you're buying as high as you could buy. Yes, but not not, not anyone who I would consider in my top 70. See, Rubio is already in the top 70 playing 28 minutes a game. Yes. So I would, I don't think I want to make like that lateral, that see, lateral now, move. See, see, so here's where I'm at, especially if you're a team that needs assists. Well, that's a little different. I think Rubio could average eight a game for the foreseeable future. So Why not? I'm I'm game to trade anyone in that 60, 70 range. Like, I don't want to trade anyone in the top 50. But if you're outside the top 50 and I'm going like, man, I need Rubio. He's going to score a little bit. He's going to get me good assists. He's going to get me good steals. Those are the categories I need. I'm trading Joe Bigman. I don't know who. I don't have a good name off the top of my head. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I'm trading well, Wendell Carter 100, Jr. 100%. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Rubio 100% of the time. Hundred percent. I'm I'm saying like, Derek White. Yes, let's play the game. Derek White. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather have Rubio than Derek White. Yeah. All right. You're. I'm gonna. We'll we'll each throw one out there and see where we, where we land. Um, Rubio's teammate Darius Garland. Ooh. Maybe. No. I don't. Mm. I mean, Rubio's kind of gonna be. I think they're two like they're going to be similar, right? So like, give me Darius Garland. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's I think it's Garland for sure. Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, hit me in the feels, Michael. In the feels, in the feels. Um, Halliburton has been good. What's up with Halliburton? He's missed a game or two, right? Good, not great. Uh, I think he's got a little bit. Of, he's set out a game questionable. Not like I don't think there's uh anything serious it just seems like i'd probably so rather have halliburton i just feel like halliburton's on the come man like right he's just getting better and so we could potentially see a little bit more from him like but here's the thing was if you're minutes. if you're kind of in need of assists i think i would move halliburton oh yeah i think if that's kind of where my where my like he's kind of ruby is on that level at this yeah. point yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think Rubio and people are gonna be like, "Oh, dude, he's Ricky Rubio. He's not that good." Like, Ricky Rubio, he always gets underrated. Like, I could easily see you trading a pretty decent player 
for Rubio and it, it really working out for you. Like, um, so that's just a person to consider and just gauge the market for whoever owns Rubio in your league. Like, well, what are you willing to yeah willing throw to a, throw a flyer out there? Maybe they're not paying attention whatsoever. So, you know, throw a flyer out there. Just be like, oh, yeah, I'll trade you one of my bench guys for Ricky Rubio. They'd be trade like, you oh. Carmelo Anthony for Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd do that. So this Carmelo hype's nonsense, all right? Like, everybody's getting excited. People are like, oh, he's going to be like the most improved player. Huh? Um, Carmelo's getting wet. Like, he's Carmelo. He, he can get wet. Uh, come, let me know how, how, how Carmelo's holding up come April. He's healthy. He's feeling good. He's hitting his shots. He's having fun in LA. He's playing with his friends. It's a good time. Uh, let me know crunch time against like, you know, I don't know when they're trying to make uh when they're, when they're playing in the ones, the two, seven matchup. What's been crazy about this Carmelo thing is like, everyone's getting hyped for fantasy even. And it's like, he's literally He's shooting great percentages, which props to him for that. He's yeah. never been a good field goal shooter, though. So why anyone thinks that's going to stick, I don't know. But he's really only then helping you in threes and points. And then he's getting you a block a game, which Carmelo has not blocked. What is Carmelo's career high in blocks per game? Do you know the answer to this question, Michael? Point six. Point seven. Woo, I was so damn close. So now at 37 years old, he's going to suddenly block a shot a game. Nope. That's absolutely ridiculous. Three and a half rebounds. Obviously he ain't passed the ball. Uh, Steals are 0.7. So that's like mediocre. You're getting three points. So let me, what is Carmelo doing that buddy healed? Isn't hitting free throws. Yeah. But Bill's not taking any either. Yeah. Two a game. So he's shooting 50%. He's shooting great. He's only shooting 12 shots a game. Uh, the 50% probably isn't sustainable. Let's just say he's feeling it this season. Carmelo Anthony. I would four- trade Carmelo for any player that would rank inside the top 130 or however big your league is. Uh, anyone in the top 100, period. Yeah, anyone in the top 120. Like anyone yeah. you're going to hold on to and go like, oh, he's, he's fine. I would like to hold on to him. He's going to help my stats. Like, would you rather have Evan Fournier? A hundred percent. I would rather have Evan Fournier every single time. If you offered me that trade, I would. I couldn't click accept faster. Luke Kennard. Now I don't know about that. I think I'd rather have Melo. Yeah, I think I'd do rather. I, have do I buy a Luke Kennard? That could be another person we talk about. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's even a real person. I'm streaming Luke Kennard. I think he's a decent streamer. Get yeah, you, this, get you the, here, the Clippers here just needs someone to score. Yeah, but they're kind they of similar players. Like, Kennard's not really getting you any rebounds or assists, he or steals or blocks. He's just he just exists. A bunch of threes. Yeah, and uh, I think that's what you got to pay attention to. Like, so there's going to be these flashes in the pan, right? There's going to be Melo getting hot. Like, uh, George's Niang's going to probably have a, a week where you're like, holy shit, that guy's really really good. And you got to like kind of separate your like, we talked about like the Miles Bridges and the John Morants and like all those guys. And we do think those guys are sell highs, but they're, they're sell highs with a caveat where it's like sell high, but also those guys are pretty good. They're the right age. They're in the right position. They're getting the right playing time where making a leap is completely acceptable. 
Melo's not making a leap. No, and we've seen Melo do this before at the start of seasons where he just like is hot and plays good and then disappears into mellowness. Yeah, that's um, almost almost certainly going to happen. Uh, all right, Tyler, I think it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, um, sponsored by uh, Beats Headphones. If you, uh, are, if you are Dr. Dre, these are the headphones you use, Beats Headphones. Uh, Tyler, who is your Tyler's hot dude of the week? Oh, now, I, I don't like we're calling it a hot dude because it's really just more who interests oh. me. Tyler's most interesting dude in the NBA. What? Sponsored by <laughs> well, first Dr. Off, Dre. First off, we got to talk about what person you wanted to talk about. So you forgot about it already. And this we got to end this. We got to end the shit with my segment. So you right. already, who did I want to talk about? You wanted to talk about Cam Reddish. So what did you want to say oh. about Cam Reddish? Do we? Do we? Oh yeah, I forgot about Cam Reddish. <laughs> uh, maybe you have. Maybe you, listener, you have too. Maybe you have forgot about Cam Reddish. Um, because he's probably not on our team anymore. Uh, we got a little hype there about Cam Reddish. And I think, like, I'll, let's call ourselves out. I don't know about Cam Reddish anymore. He's not looking that great. Um, and I think it's perfect. The Hawks like, went from, like, the ceiling to the, the floor pretty fast themselves. Yeah, they fell off. They fell they off. They have lost four straight, including hard. two blowout losses to the one by the Jazz and one by the said Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They, they, fell, they fell the fuck off. And you would think if they're falling off, they would lean into players that are going to bring them back to a certain uh, spot. And uh, his minutes continue to drop, which is to me the number one thing. And I don't think I need to explain that to anybody, but uh, his shooting's also fallen off a fucking cliff. And while he's the right age and he's, Uh, started getting the right playing time 27 minutes a game there at the beginning of the season uh he was looking good and i think he will actually at times this season look good again i think he will be back on some rosters i think it's perfectly acceptable to take a flyer on someone like cam reddish and i think it's also more important to pay attention uh to allow yourself to drop somebody like that and not hold on to it too too long um rest of the season though do you think he ends up playing himself into a place or a role where he becomes a standard league player, or is he just kind of the occasional streamer? Well, the problem with him is no assists, no nope. blocks, no blocks, not much for rebounds. Nope. So now you got to rely a lot on the other categories, and he's a bad field goal shooter. So his free throws are good, but he doesn't take a lot. So he's probably just a streamer because he just doesn't do enough across the board. And we talk about liking this in fantasy and, you know, like just getting some stats in some other areas. And he's just not doing that. No, he's, um, he's not improving in those areas. That's probably it's the areas we uh, certainly talked about on saying, Hey, you know, where is this guy going to improve? How does he become one of those, you know, consistent standard league players. The answer is he's got to get better. He's going to have to pass the ball a little bit more. Steals are having to be a little bit above one. He's going to have to shoot a little bit better, and his rebounds are having to go or are going to have to go up. And none of those things have happened. I'm with you there. So, uh, yeah, out on camera. So my my player 
um, which is also maybe the new Cam Reddish, the, the Cam Reddish you want to own this second. Okay. And that is Mr. Devin Vassell. Yes. I like Devin Vassell. So we talked about this Spurs group um, at the beginning of the year, and we were you know, discussing how there was a lot of interesting pieces on this team, but maybe not a lot for fantasy that looked good, right? Looked like you wanted to snap it up, looked like you wanted to get after it. And I feel like Devin Vassell has been better than I expected him to be. I feel like he is doing a lot of interesting things. And yet he's also just like underperforming a little bit. Like I think he's going to shoot a little bit better over the course of the season, just because like it's, he's off to a little bit of a slow start. Like a number of people are, Mm -hmm. Um, I think his steals and his blocks are really was making him super interesting, right? Like he's getting you 1.3 steals and 0.7 blocks, which, in 26 his, minutes. Yeah, if you look at his per 36 numbers, like, as a rookie, like, they're up a little bit, but not that much. And so I think he's just a really good steals guy. And as the Spurs kind of shift down the season, like, couldn't you see Vassal just playing more? Like, we're talking about a 21-year-old kid on a, re- a rebuilding team that really has no reason to play some of these guys, like, even some of these younger guys, like if the Spurs get completely knocked out of the race, like what do they need to see from DeJounte Murray and Derek White? Yeah. Um, they know they, who those players are. Yes. They, they, they know who uh, they know DeJounte Murray's killing it. Uh, they know Derek White's also very incredibly good basketball player. Right. They don't know what else they have. Right. So we could see Vassal slide in there uh, in the later half of the season, getting more minutes. I think of most of all coaches, really, Pop definitely sees the bigger picture. You always uh, could expect him to play some of these role players in heavy minutes, letting them close out games in December or January, knowing that eventually those players would become very important in a role in the playoffs. But I also think he can, you know, he sees the other way around where it's like, you know, we got to figure out how we're going to rebuild. We got to know if this guy's one of our guys yeah and they're just not good right so like it's not honestly them getting any better like they're gonna play hard they're gonna be a tough out to beat like you're gonna go into san antonio and it's not gonna be an easy win for a lot of even a lot of good teams right like they're just gonna be scrappy and play tough and but i feel like vassal just is the guy who needs a shot and he's showing you why right like he's doing a lot of interesting things in 26 minutes a game what is he going to do in 32 minutes a game? I think Pop's eventually going to give him that chance. Yeah, I hope so. Because I think he he looks kind of good. Like I, I like I like when I see him play. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's a very good streamer at this point. I even think you could probably, if you're, you know, you're if you're a deeper league, definitely you can put him on a roster. Um, but I think in a stand, even in a standard league, uh, like a 12 team league, I think I would consider because of the steals and blocks putting them uh if, I, if there's somebody at the end of my bench i don't particularly like i would probably pick this uh i'd probably pick this guy up um i think he's a little cra- he's a little crafty and, and uh, his minutes have gone up since the beginning of the season i really like that yes 127 he is ranked right now not bad game which is pretty good getting better I would, I would say by the end of the year it's gonna be higher than 127 i could see him being in the top 100 by the end of the year oh there you go put that put that one write that one up in the board as Tyler's most interesting dudes prediction. Once again, sponsored by Dr. Dre's headphones. 
they're a little too loud. They're a little too bass heavy, but you know, relatively affordable and a little too expensive for what, what you get. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring Worst us. Ad read I've ever heard. Thank you for sponsoring us, Dr. Dre. I really appreciate that. Um, here's a weird player that I'd like to ask you about that I don't own any teams, but I, I saw a tweet and it, it made me think. Okay. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Where's he been? What has happened to Mr. Clarkson's shot? He just six man of the year. Where did he go? He can't throw the ball in the ocean right now. Derek Rose should have been six man of the year. Um, it's karma. That's what it is. It's <laughs> karma. Taking taking an award from Derek Rose. That's what that's what happens, bro. Um, I don't know, man. He, he's he's suffering from what everyone, you know, a good portion of the league, right, is suffering from is this this inability to put the ball in the in the bucket. And he relies on that shooting. He relies on that scoring to be fantasy relevant. And, you know, currently he's not. He is ranked 200th. So my question is, um, do you cut bait completely? Are you not owning Mr. Jordan Clarkson? I would wager you can put him on. This is what I always think, right? If I drop this guy, is anybody picking him up? And I would say the answer for Jordan Clarkson right now is no. People people too excited about Mello to be picking up Jordan Clarkson. I don't think anybody's picking up Jordan Clarkson. You know, they, they'll have Duncan Robinson on their team uh, before Clarkson, right? So I, I don't think you need to worry about dropping him. I just think in the long term, he starts shooting, everything reverts to the mean. I think his shot comes back. And if his shot comes back, is he back to standard league relevant? Yeah, I mean, he's taking 15.1 field goal attempts a game, so... Yeah, I would say that's that not going anywhere. He starts hitting some shots. He's he's right back up there. Now, granted, he still you know scrapes around in that hundred to hundred twenty range. Um, but if he can get his, I mean, he shot forty. He only shot forty two and a half percent last season, which was good enough for him in fifteen point eight shots per game to be the um, you know to be around that hundred mark. The shots are there. I think that's what we like to see, right? The, the, the shots are there. The shot's not going in. So maybe a better question is, is if he's hanging around on your waiver wire or if you're in a kind of a bigger league or in a standard league, do you give some into the bench turd for, for Jordan Clarkston and come away with a nice little asset in the long term? Well, that was my question, I guess, is, is and this is where I was going. This like I, I keep getting people keep asking me questions like he got dropped in my league. Should I pick him up? But then at some point you get so many of these players that are underperforming on your bench that you're going like, well, I'd like to pick up Jordan Clarkson, but I already have Marcus Smart yeah. and Clint Capella. And I don't know, name another guy who's not yeah, doing so. I'm hard. already dealing with. A, a team of Kevin Porter Jr. Right, losers. he's probably dropping some leagues. Like he's not playing very well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in a, I'm in more shallow leagues than I am in in in, in standard leagues. And even in standard leagues, I've uh, I've moved on from Kevin Porter. Um, I'll probably be back to him, or I'll uh, maybe I'll regret it. But like sometimes you uh, like in a, especially in a roto league, you really want the consistency, right? Like you're looking for quality starts. And while like Kevin Porter Jr. is probably going to have some quality starts. I have no way to predict that he's too damn inconsistent and probably averaging about 9.7 turnovers a game. 
So I can't have that. I can't rely on that. So I'm never going to, if I'm not going to spot some start somebody in a roto league, like if I don't feel comfortable spot starting him, I don't know what he's doing on my bench. That's how I feel about it. If Jordan Clarkston gets his shit together, I would feel more comfortable spot starting Jordan Clarkston. Yeah, and I mean, like Clarkson's going to give you probably a, a, a point level that you cannot get from anyone else on the waiver wire. Like, even if he just barely gets it together and gives you 15 and a half a night, like who else in the waiver wire is giving you 15 and a half a night? He's shooting terrible Nobody. and giving you 14 and a half. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so, so it's not bad. He's, he's got an, uh, an elite skill, if that's what you want to call it. Like, you know what I mean? He's got a skill that nobody else can offer on the waiver wire. And that's kind of what you want, especially in a roto league, right? You kind of want to be like, all right, I'm uh, my team, my, my solid team, my, my starters are all good, they're all great, uh, but you know, I'm a little weak in threes, or I'm a little weak in steals, or I'm a little weak in rebounds. Uh, who can I go get? Who in a spot start can help keep me afloat, or you know, boost me up in the in, in those types of, of categories? And I think Jordan Clarks is one of those people, especially for points. Was he there? I think that is it for, uh, I don't even know what, what the name of this episode is going to be called, Tyler. This is a, lo- a loose, loose episode, but I like that. Um, uh, I think this, you know, the rules of the, the rules of the NBA, we started with those. Um, so I, I will probably call it something about that. Um, but that's it. Like, we, you know, we're just going to continue uh, moving along as the season moves along, trying to give you the insight that you need. But if you want to leave us feedback, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. That's W-A-T-T-S. Hit us up. Give us a follow. Uh, we'll take this show in legitimately any direction. Um, it, it, other than messing with uh, Eastern Europeans. We will, we will not do that. We will not cross that line because uh, that is not that is against our rules. But if you really want to support the show, check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, hit that subscribe button or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We appreciate all our Patreons for keeping the podcast afloat. Um, you guys are heroes and um, we, we love you and uh, we're not going to give you any of the free beats by Dre that we got from our sponsorship tonight. So I'm very sorry. We do not have enough for you, um, but thanks for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, cheers we'll see you next time have a good one peace